What a day. Uh, it, it is a day. Is it a day? I guess we're just going to go into it. Should we just go into it? Should we do the episode part? Should we make a podcast? Yeah, let's let's make an episode. Do you want to make a podcast? <laughs> what was that from? What's, what is that from? Frozen. I, I still haven't seen Frozen. Oh my gosh, it's I so know. cute. I'm sure I'd, you know, I'd sure I'd like secretly like it, but not be able to admit it to anyone except on a podcast. Right. Well, uh, hi, Hava. <laughs> it's Wednesday. You know, we're in the midst of a attempted coup right now on the mm-hmm. government. So everything's a little crazy. Yes, it feels very weird to be recording a podcast at this time, at this moment. I speak for both of us probably when I say we're 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 not doing great. We're probably in <laughs> surreal. He- I'm in I'm in surreal headspace mode. We're not having the ideal time right now. No, this isn't the ideal Wednesday for us, and hopefully, I'd like to think for all of our listeners, this is not something <laughs> they are happy about. Yeah, I, hopefully this is not the ideal Wednesday for you. If it is, then I don't know if you should be listening to our show. Or maybe you should, because we try to welcome everyone. And uh, <laughs> If we can convert you away from your wicked ways. If we help you love your neighbor more. <laughs> that's what we're here to do. I've been sitting here with like the live PBS coverage on. We've all sort of been freaking out together as a house. And I think recording this episode has given me a reason to turn off the news, which is probably super healthy. And then after we do this episode, I'm just going to play video games. I'm not going to go back to looking at the news. I'm actually, I'm packing up. You haven't asked me how I am yet, but I'm going to start talking about it anyway. So consider this my official answer. Okay, give it to us. So I've been packing up all day today because uh, me and my boyfriend are going to go on vacation tomorrow. Our friend has a house in the woods that has like a finished basement with a bathroom and kitchen. So we can stay in their house without ever breaking social distancing guidelines. Every time you go on a vacation, it seems like a giant national tragedy happens. <laughs> I know we were in Maine and shit was going off. Middle of pandemic protesting, it was like was the tipping yeah, point. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I'm really excited to go do that because I have a bunch of classes that are about to start later in the month. I think I'm going to be pretty overwhelmed for the whole time those classes are going. It's going to be nice to take some vacation time. Yeah, otherwise I'm good. My boyfriend has been having more time off of work because peak season at his work is over. So we've been getting to spend more time together, which is really nice. I've been surprised by the success of my classes this winter. I'm very happy about it. My study buddy today told me everything I touch turns to gold, which doesn't feel quite true, but it's kind of sweet that someone thinks of it that way. Anyway, so that's how I am. I'm drinking a cup of decaf coffee, and I'm doing my best to not think about the coup. Michael. Michael Sokolovsky. Oh, yes. Hi, how are you? You know, kind of not doing great, but this time, <laughs> but this time, there's like kind of a good reason for it. So you look great. Thank you, thank you. My hair is getting longer. I'm looking mm-hmm. more femi with every passing hour. Get it? Yes. Every passing hour. It's been a kind of a hectic week for me. I've been reflecting on hi, how are you? And Aww. I just really am appreciating the rhythm and reflection it affords me to do. Every week. Aww. I hope, listeners, that it also brings you some rhythm and reliability to your weeks. 
and blues. And yeah, it's a rhythm and blues. <laughs> <laughs> and by blues, we mean estrogen pills. Yes. Should we tell them our podcast news? Yeah. Hava and I have been talking about this new podcast, which we've been hinting about starting at the beginning of February. But upon reflection, we've decided to, instead of taking our creative energy and dividing it between two projects, that we should just put more energy in what we love doing, which is making Hi, How Are You? and exploring Talmud and trying to rise through the various levels of the Merkaba, <laughs> you know, spiritual realm. Starting in February, we're going to start making more patron-only content. It's true. Our goal is to make twice as much Hi, How Are You? Yeah, that's the goal. I think we're going to ramp up slowly because both mm -hmm. you and I are goldfish and we take time to adjust. <laughs> to acclimate. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we'll do two next month and maybe we'll work up to three and then we'll actually do four extra episodes. Right. Also, I think just like we're doing today, I think we're going to try and do some more general advice questions. Our new show was going to be a plain advice show. I'd say right now, Hi, How Are You is like 90% Talmud, 10% advice. And I think we're going to be scooching that a little more towards 50-50 Talmud and advice. We're not just going to be relying on our own bad opinions. <laughs> but we want to see what the sages of blessed memory have to say. We want to see their bad opinions too. <laughs> and together we will all humble ourselves. Two bad opinions make a good opinion. Talmud plus us equals... One good opinion. That is one way of thinking of it. Yes, Hava. <laughs> Keep sending us Talmud questions, but also send us just general advice questions like you have been doing, and, and we'll use them for this show. It can help you feel more engaged with those sweet Jewish args in the Talmud when we can relate it back to some IRL situations. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if you guys like it. Yeah. So keep sending us Talmud questions and also keep sending us general advice questions by calling or texting the Talmud hotline at 401-484-1619 or anonymously ask us a question on our website at chaihowareyou.com. And since we're going to be making much more patron content, you should definitely head over to patreon.com slash Chava de Cordova to join our Patreon so that you're going to get all of our new episodes that we're going to make in this new adventure of hi how are you where we're going to have more different kinds of guests more questions just all kinds of crazy cool stuff so you definitely want to get on the patreon so you don't miss a minute of the delicious explicit content i'm thinking we're probably going to restart mike's jewish journey Ooh, that's exciting that was a very popular segment i know i know it was and i dropped the ball on that you know that's part of the journey you wander on the path you wander off the path it's fine now, since we're going to be making more, and since we've hit more than 85 patrons, I've signed a blood oath. <laughs> we've slaughtered a goat as part of our covenant. I've made a covenant with Hava. I've circumcised my manservant. She circumcised every one of her manservants. And I have promised that now that we are doing this way more, I am mm -hmm. going to devote real time to learning how to read and understand Hebrew. And so I'm going to embarrass myself a lot on the show more than I already have. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be in a class with Michael, you should go now and register for my Mishnah Beit Midrash, which Michael is going to be in. So you can yeah. come learn with a celebrity. Oh my God. If you go to T-E-Prov, that's T-E-P-R-O-V dot org slash form slash adult ed winter 21. 
you can find the registration for my Mishnah Big Midrash. I would love to have you, and I'm sure you will get a tickle out of learning Mishnah with Michael. I'm really excited to tickle you. <laughs> okay, I think we're a little off the rails. We should probably get to the meat of the matter, huh? Yep, it's a serious day, and we have a serious question. It's true. We had a listener text the Talmud hotline, and they had questions on how to cope with the struggles of living through a pandemic. And those struggles include loneliness, depression, feeling disconnected from your community, and uh, how to deal with it, especially how to still be a part of Jewish community and not feel overwhelmed by the sort of magnitude of depression and loneliness. Yeah, this is relevant stuff. Dear listener, first of all, Thank you for sending us this question. It's a good and powerful first step to ask for help. You know, whether that be from podcast hosts or from people you know more personally, asking for help is a powerful action. And I'm glad you reached out to us. It gives us a good opportunity to talk about our struggles with these issues. Michael, you've never been depressed, right? No, no. <laughs> no, I've never d- dealt with that. For new listeners to the show, Michael is often very depressed. But, uh, you know, it's part of my brand, so I can't get rid of it. You're locked in at this point. Did you have any thoughts when you got this question, Michael? The first thing I thought was, when I'm depressed, I like to try to do just one thing a day and not Mm -hmm. be overwhelmed by the magnitude of what it means to reintegrate yourself into the Jewish community, for example. Recording this podcast, being responsible for this one weekly, soon-to-be-twice-a-week project has definitely helped. Having my plants to be responsible for really helps. That's one of the reasons I'm so crazy to get a dog, because I think having a dog really helps me be like, okay, I literally have to do physical activity to keep this animal doing okay, (laughs) which is somehow more motivating than trying to help myself. I mean, I feel that way. Like, you're kind of like my puppy, in a a sense. Like, (laughs) I I gotta edit the pod. That's a weird reversal of the actual dynamic. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of true. That's actually accurate. But sometimes it's like, I I don't want to make Hava mad. I need to edit this pod. (laughs) Yeah, better get your shit together. I better, like, fucking do it, you know? Oh my goodness. Take or leave this advice, everybody who's listening, whether it works for you or not. But when I have been in my most severe periods of depression, for instance, earlier this year, I was really, really sick, had really low mobility, and that was super hard on me. I use this acronym-based checklist because I'm really type A for whatever that's worth, and I just really like checklists. There's this acronym SPIRE, which stands for Spiritual Physical intellectual, relational, emotional. And so those are like five categories of self-care. And when I'm in my worst periods, I try and just do one thing in each of those areas each day. And sometimes they're really small, like spiritual, I'll say like one blessing over a food. Physical, I'll feed myself. Intellectual, I'll like I don't know. I usually am into reading books. I struggle to find activities for this one, but usually it involves studying Talmud. Relational, which sounds like it's one of the hardest parts for our listeners, is like, I'll send one text to one friend just to say, hey, or just to send an emoji. What I'm trying to create for myself is the experience of feeling like I accomplished what I need to for the day, because that's what helps get those little hits of dopamine that can slowly help me get like an edge 
on the depression. And so I just create these really tiny goals for myself. Sometimes if I'm lucky, eventually those all add up to something and I'm able to get to a slightly less depressed place. Chava. Yes. Question for you, though. Question, question, question. Do you have any Talmudic wisdom to share? Well, we can decide together whether this is advice or not. But I immediately, when we received this question, I immediately thought of this line, which is a line that's very near and dear to my heart from Maseret Brachot, page 32b. In the Hebrew, Wa'af alpi and even though the gates of prayer were closed, the gates of tears are never closed. Rabbi Elazar is talking about how metaphysically, since the days of destruction of the Second Temple, which was certainly as momentous for the Jews of that period as our events are for us now, the rabbis are of the opinion that prayer is not sort of accepted in the same way since the destruction of the temple. Rabbi Elazar brings this statement that even though the gates of prayer have been closed to us, the gates of tears are never closed. There's been a lot of discussion on what this means. On one level, I think it's just a beautiful metaphor that I really connect to. And I also feel like the gates of tears are never closed because I'm always crying. But also in Hasidic thought, there's this idea that often comes up. Sometimes you'll hear the phrase, there's nothing so whole as a broken heart, which I think was said by the Kotzka Rebbe. But basically, there's this idea that our suffering, our darkest moments are times when we are the closest to God. One of the ways I've understood that is that when you're in your darkest moment, your suffering in that moment is a consequence of your longing to be in a better life and in a better world. And that longing is one and the same as your longing for the divine. When you are recognizing your own wretchedness, your own depression, your own whatever you're dealing with, just recognizing that is putting you in touch with your desire for the world to come, for justice, for peace, you know, for whatever it may be in that moment. I think we talked about this a little bit on episode 26, Give Him the Finger, which is the episode where we had Maimonides Nuts on the show. You should go back and listen to it if you haven't. We talked about a rabbi who carried the finger bone of his 10th son who had passed away around with him all the time because the pain was dear to him in a particular way. And I think that's very connected to this idea that he was choosing to embrace and remember that pain because it in some way brought him closer to God. That's a teaching that I've relied upon a lot. I mean, I think in a more mundane sense, like especially in the queer community, we're all so often trauma bonded together by the terrifying experiences we all have. That's sort of another manifestation of the same principle. You know, what I try to take for this, for my own depression and disability when I'm in those darkest moments is just, if I can try to have some acceptance for my own misery at those times you know this misery is like a sign of something positive in me like this misery is a sign in some ways of my hunger for life and justice and peace it still feels miserable <laughs> it doesn't suddenly make the feeling into bliss for me but sometimes you know it just gives me that little bit of wiggle room i need to start working against the depression that's how it is for me like sometimes you just need that little bit of something 
to get the weight off your back just the tiniest bit so that you can start that long process of crawling out of the hole. Nail on the head, Hava. Nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. As, as you might tell listeners, I have been often depressed. <laughs> I really appreciated this question. It gave me an opportunity to delve into it. I've actually been wanting to talk about this quote on the show before because it's very near and dear to my heart. And yeah, just to have the sense that there is some path to God that is never closed to us. It is essential for me to know that. <laughs> it is crucial for my well-being to know that the gate of tears is never closed. That's something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Any closing thoughts? Listeners, uh, we hope by the time this podcast comes out that there is better news than the news that is currently rolling off the printing press. And listener who sent us this question, I hope things start to look up for you. Yeah. I'll be thinking of you. Well, that's all, folks. Thanks for giving us a listen today. Please keep sending us your questions. It gives us a reason to keep making the show, which we very much like to do. So thanks for enabling our clownish behavior. You all are great. And Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov.